Decorex is going virtual for 2020 for the first time in its 42-year-long history. Join us on our seamless platform to hear from industry leaders in our insightful seminar programme, to reunite with the interior design community and to source new products across the three-day event. We look forward to welcoming you this November. Visit decorex.com for further details. Hello everybody and welcome to this special episode of the interior design business. The pandemic and the restrictions imposed to deal with the virus have transformed many aspects of business life. One especially hard hit area that impacts significantly on the work of interior designers is events. We've seen a temporary but necessary halt placed on design exhibitions scheduled for this year and a gradual migration to virtual events as organisers seek to help brands and designers stay as informed and well-connected as possible. So how are events being reimagined? What does the long-term future look like? And in the short term, what can we expect from the international show Decorex, a staple of the interior design calendar? My name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the interior design business. I'm delighted to be joined for this show by Sam Fisher, Event Director for Decorex. Sam, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your role at Informer. Sure. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, I am the Event Director uh, for uh, Decorex International, uh, which is owned by Informer, uh, which is actually a massive global exhibition company, and we run exhibitions within every sector you can probably think of. Um, but obviously the design portfolio is the best. Um, and I've been there nearly 17 years. Uh, so I think we bought Decorex about 13 years ago now, and I've pretty much worked on it ever since. Um, we've gone through stages of working on like the, the PR, the content, um, a lot of the uh, features and installations that you see at the show. Um, and now um, an event director, which essentially kind of does a bit of everything that I've done before um, and sort of runs the budget and oversees the sales and marketing um, as well. You mentioned there that Informer has a number of design shows. So what else What else does it do in the design space? Yeah, so we, alongside Decorex, um, we also have Sleep and Eat, which is the hotel design event that um, normally runs in November. Uh, we have KBB Birmingham, which I know you're very aware of, um, which luckily... Um, happened back in March, which runs every two years, uh, which is for the kitchen and bathroom market. Um, we have also had Design Junction, um, but then we also do um, some design events over in the States. Um, TICE, which is a tiling and surface show in Vegas. Um, we also have the Interior Design Show in Canada. Um, so quite a lot of quite a lot of shows under our bow. Excellent. And uh, obviously, it's been a challenging year for everybody, but uh, more so perhaps for event organisers. Uh, what's it been like? Well, I guess working in the exhibition industry when you can't run exhibitions uh, has been fairly challenging. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, we've every, everything we've known has kind of turned on its head. Um, we managed to, as I just said, managed to get away with putting our kitchen and bathroom event on um, at the very beginning of March, which we're pretty lucky with. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not going to be running live events for the rest of the year. Um, but 
I think we've embraced change. Um, a lot of what we're now doing um, in a kind of virtual world isn't particularly new. I think we actually looked at virtual events a number of years ago. Um, but I'd say the kind of extreme use of it now um, has definitely kind of progressed our business about 10 years in the space of four months. Um, and it's probably something we would have done later um, down the line. Um, but I think I think some organisers have just cancelled events and sort of resigned themselves to putting on shows next year, really, um, which is fine. Um, but I think we, as Decorex, um, wanted to kind of help companies through this as much as we could, um, which is why we've tried to put on virtual events um, up till now and, and for the foreseeable future. And do you have a, a date when you see physical events actually returning? So I think next year for us, I absolutely will see Decorex in next October. Um, you know, fingers crossed, <laughs> there's not, not another pandemic or we get, you know, lockdowns, etc. next year. But um, for us, um, absolutely Decorex next year um, in October. And I would love to get um, some kind of smaller networking events maybe um, happening earlier on in the year as well, just to get everyone back together again. I think that's what we all miss. And I suppose that you're doing lots of planning to to ensure what a safe event looks like going forwards. Um, it's going to be very different, but uh, what sort of things are, are you as an exhibition organiser going to have to consider for 2021 events? Yeah, it is um, different. But I think the, the exhibition industry has um, collaborated. Um, exhibition organisers, the venues, the contractors, the suppliers, and have produced a kind of, um, an industry wide set of standards and then we've taken that um, as a company and have produced the informer all secure which is our set of standards for events that we will put on which includes you know hand sanitization pre-packaged foods no sort of buffet salads or carts or you know um from our cafes non-contact registration um physical distancing where we need to, PPE, masks. I think everything will be in line with government guidelines, um, maybe one-way aisles. But, you know, by next year, things might be different. Um, but we'll obviously we'll always run events within the guidelines of the government as well. I know some of our um, businesses in sort of Asia and, and Middle East have already um, run their events um, since the pandemic um, with these kind of systems in place and everything's run really well. Excellent and uh, you talked about virtual events and one of the virtual events that uh, uh, you recently put on was Designscape. Do you want to tell us a bit more about about the thinking behind Designscape? Sure, um, I think as we said I think early on in the sort of lockdown um, before we knew we were going to have to postpone Decorex um, we wanted to kind of bring the sectors and the other shows I've mentioned together and provide a platform for um, clients to do business when it wasn't possible to do that using usual channels face to face. So we kind of came together and created a new brand, <laughs> Designscape, um, which was an, a virtual event platform um, which covered the retail, residential and hospitality sectors. So across our KBB, sleep and Decorex sectors, essentially, 
um, to kind of put something new on where our visitors could make new contacts, have meetings, listen to talks. I guess a new, I guess it was a new brand, but for a new way of selling and a new concept for the industry to get their head around as well, um, which I think in turn will help us in the future with our um, Decorex virtual event. And what did you learn from the uh, the Designscape experience? Um, a long list of things, which I, <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into all of them right now, but um, I think time, certainly. I think we definitely put Designscape together quite quickly um, because we really wanted to, to uh, get it out as, as soon as we could, really, um, and ensure there was also um, a gap between Designscape and Decorex Virtual. Um, I think also content is key, which obviously we know already, but I think we've all been watching webinars for a few months. Um, hate to say it, but there was probably a bit of digital fatigue by this stage. Um, so I think we had quite a lot of pressure on us to bring some fresh new content and topics that didn't necessarily mention the C word. Um, and we found that they were really well received. Um, I think... What else? I think also we worked out what was important for the visitor um, at this stage. So whether that was meeting new people or showing their new collections um, or networking. And, you know, via doing some surveys before we started this process, we kind of understood what the, the kind of business challenges were for the visitor this, uh, during this time. Um, lots, really. <laughs> Um, a lot more maybe um, international I think uh, I think we learned that um, it's a great opportunity to engage with our international audience more so than the live event um, we actually did in the end have more international visitors um, to Designscape which we know is quite obvious that we probably would do but I think it's really great to engage with them now and then kind of expose the, the brand to them um, and then in turn hopefully bring them to our events next year. So come on then, how will Decorex Virtual work? <laughs> um, so we're using the same virtual platform as Designscape um, because there's no real need to change and people have got used to that now hopefully. Um, so it's essentially the same elements of that, um, but specifically targeted to the residential market. Um, we're lucky to have an established brand such as Decorex and have some great support from the community already. So it will feature, um, you know, you'll be able to have uh, video meetings, you'll be able to network with people. There'll be a great um, schedule of content as well. Um, so yeah, I guess if people weren't on Designscape, um, we do have a video on the website that people can kind of see the kind of platform and, and how it how it works, really. And so what exactly will the format of Decorex Virtual be? You will register for the event and then you can go in, you can say what sectors that you want to um, be introduced to and then uses like AI technology to matchmake um suppliers and visitors together um, and then uh, you can then make meetings or um, request meetings with the suppliers or your visitors and uh, then we can put those into a schedule 
you can add talks and put those into your schedule. So essentially, by the time you get to the event, you've got a kind of schedule of of your actions for the day, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite it's different for everyone. Obviously, <laughs> it's not just like walking into an exhibition centre. <laughs> and, and you talked there earlier about there being webinar fatigue. Do you think there'll be digital event fatigue come November, or do you think there will still be an appetite <laughs> for for what you offer? I think there will still be an appetite. I think, um, you know, it's not possible for us to put on a large scale event. Um, I think it's something that you can drop in and out of. You don't have to be online for three days. Um, you know, as I said, you can put a schedule together. You can go in for a couple of meetings, go and, you know, do some work and then come back in and watch a talk. So it's very, it's very easy, I think, to, to dip in and out of. Um, and actually by November... I think you might be able to do more face-to-face meetings externally, but you're still not going to be able to see as many people that will be online at this event. And I think DecorX has been part of many marketing budgets um, and the feedback we've got from the industry, who are keen to embrace the virtual world. I think when we sent the survey out, there was 80% of people were open to joining virtual events um, and obviously say now that their kind of online presence is their biggest brand opportunity for this year and into next. So, and I, th- I think at the moment we just have to, you just have to do what's best for your business. And, and if this is a way of putting your product in front of thousands of people, then um, it would be silly not to embrace it really. So talk to me a bit more about that exhibition element, because I mean, obviously going to a trade show is completely different to having a video meeting with somebody, you know, sitting there on a desk. So, um is that how 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 can you kind of replicate that that touch and feel experience um and i'd love to say we we will be doing that but <laughs> what we're not trying to recreate is a live experience really it, it's there's no point us trying to recreate a live decorex because we can't it's simply impossible um you know, you can't, you can't get your hand into a computer screen and touch that fabric that someone's showing you. It's just not physically possible. You know, this probably might happen in the future, but um, it can't happen at the moment. And I think some of the, the platforms I've seen that you even have, like exhibitions, digital booths and exhibition stands, it's just not for our sector. I mean, you you can't you can't touch and feel it. You can see pictures of products, but you can't, you know... I think they look a bit silly, if I'm perfectly honest. They're, they're kind of digital booths and exhibition stands for this sector. I think they're perfect in others. But I think in such a tactile industry, um, that's not something we, we, we can achieve, really. Um, but there will be, you know, each person has their own kind of profile um, and they can build that out with images, um, details of the product collections, and then use those video meetings to almost show fabrics or show the furniture within their space if they can if they're in the uh, calling in from their showroom um i know someone at designscape um built a little stand in their showroom that they then did their video meetings from um so there's different kind of creative ways you can do it but i think um having those video meetings and then um it will get it gives the visitors an opportunity to at least see some product and then ask for samples or then make a follow-up meeting to go into their showroom 
that's a that's a really interesting point about the the different ways that that people can use the platform and presumably there's going to be some sort of support for exhibitors on how they can best make use of those video meetings how they can really sell themselves well yeah absolutely um i think a lot of people have learned from designscape that used it um but yeah we'll hopefully be putting something together um that kind of does give those kind of top tips about how to use those meetings wisely because you know they're not particularly long um they are just a really good um opportunity for people to to meet and then can swap details and then follow up with a longer meeting or you know hopefully um showroom meetings if they can access the showrooms or studios essentially then if it works like designscape you look through a list of exhibitors uh, who are going to be part of Decorex International, you click on the ones that you want to meet with or talk to, uh, they'll respond to say, yes, you agree a time, you get a schedule. And, and in a way, it kind of works like an exhibition in that you'll have a diary yeah. of meetings, won't you? Yes, absolutely. And once you've made all those meetings and that schedule, then the um, virtual platform will then send you that schedule, email you the schedule. So you've got it all on hand. Um, and then they, they send you reminders that, you know, the talks are about to start or you've got a meeting in five minutes. Um, so it's re- it is really useful. It's actually probably more useful than a, an actual exhibition because you haven't got someone reminding you <laughs> to go to that meeting or to, you know, the seminars on in five minutes. Um, so it's probably it's probably probably make, um, makes more use, better use of your time. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think that was my impression from Designscape is how time efficient it was that actually know conversations don't overrun because they can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and, if, and if you want them to you have to carry them on offline anyway so it was really quite quite interesting in that respect and uh and you no one else has really um done it in the design industry yet really i think you know we've all been looking at webinars and i mean some of them have been brilliant um and i um think a lot of, a lot of people jumped on on that very quickly and i think they've there's been they've been really useful um, but I don't think anyone's really used this virtual platform in this way in this industry yet. So um, I think we're quite we're quite pleased we've kind of jumped on that to just um, cre- provide something in a space that needed something or needed to help businesses. Indeed. And aside from those video, aside from those video meetings, any other ways that uh, visitors can interact with exhibitors? Um, yes. We have um, the opportunity to do speed networking. (laughs) Sounds a little bit like speed dating. Yeah, how does that work? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty pretty much the same as speed dating. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That you might not find your husband's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But um, you can, when you register, you can say that you're interested in speed networking and then we will get in touch with you. Um, essentially, there's kind of a number of people in a space or room, I suppose, virtual room. Um, and then you literally have five minutes. It's like five minute date <laughs> with um, suppliers and visitors. So you can meet someone for five minutes, swap details if you find out that you're going to, you know, you've potentially business um, to be done later or you want to be friends with them or, you know, you've got something to talk about further. Um, but yeah, every five minutes you meet someone new. So it's very different to potentially sitting in a bar at Decorex, but um, it's it, you know it's quite fun. I think people um, find it a good way of just quickly meeting someone and um, either running away or carrying on that relationship. 
<laughs> Indeed, just like speed dating. Right. Um, exactly. So, <laughs> so the, the talks program, the talks program is going to be virtual. And I think, yes. you, again, what you were saying about designscape in, in wanting to keep content fresh and exciting. Um, have you got any names or, or topics that you can reveal as to who's going to be taking part yet? Um, I've, we've got probably 12 sessions across uh, the three days. Um, and as the programme is usually very well attended, or the theatre is very well attended at the show, um, obviously we want to um, put that on as, as a virtual experience. And actually a lot, I'd organised a lot of them before the pandemic. So we're kind of honouring a lot of those um, speakers um, who want to still carry on with it being virtual. Um, so, you know, we've got some magazines involved at House and Garden, Hatter. The editor will be um, interviewing Susie Atkinson. Um, we've got BOID doing a panel um, about diversity and design. Um, and um, whatever else we've got. Lo- lots of different topics, um, which we will announce in the coming weeks. Um, but I think the other thing which is good to say about that as well is the same as we've done for Designscape, is that if you miss it um, during those three days, we have it on demand. All the content will be on demand for a month post-show. Um, and we've actually seen a lot of people take that up since Designscape. Um, and, you know, maybe the time it, it went live, people weren't, couldn't be there. Um, but we have the content live for the following month. Interesting. And um, the other... Um, um, interesting thing about webinars is that there are ways that uh, the visitors or the the guests can interact with speakers in, in probably a much more engaging way you don't need to stick your hand up you can simply <laughs> put questions in on the chat so will they be able to interact with the speakers during the talks uh yes i think we will be doing a live q a after the talk um we did this with designscape i think um probably with a couple of tweaks, but um, we did pre-record um, a lot of our sessions for uh, the talks um, just because we have to put them on the platform and um, just, you know, technical problems mm. can always happen. Mm. Um, but then as the uh, session finished, the talk finished, you then have a live Q&A um, with the speakers. So, the, so designers can type in their questions during the talk and then we will have a moderator asking those questions to the speakers after. So um, fairly similar to, as you say, putting your hand up, but a little bit more anonymous. <laughs> but how technically capable do you need to be to, to make best use of Decorex Virtual? Um, I don't think particularly capable at all, really. I think if you, um, we have a video that um, shows you how to, how to use the space um, and the the company that we actually um, have the platform um, with um, are always there to help throughout. So there's kind of a concierge service um, offered as well. So as I said before, they can help with reminders of meetings or how to do things. Um, and we're obviously always here on hand as well. So um, I don't think you have to be particularly technically capable, um, just pressing a few buttons on a laptop really. Yeah, and like you say, the technical support will be available both before to get you set up and during the event as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sector Global, who are the platform provider, um, are there to to help, you know, with profiles, um, you know, how to upload things um, and 
then how to um, make meetings, request meetings. Um, and then literally on the day, um, we'll send you reminders and be there if, you know, technology fails or anything. Yeah, I get that. And uh, so, okay, what do brands need to do to get involved if they want to be part of this? Um, well, get in touch with us, um, talk to our sales team. Um, we've got details on the Decorex website now. Um, there's lots of different options uh, about how you can get involved. Um, you know, buying a profile, you can buy a profile with um, a certain number of meeting requests. You can sponsor something, you can sponsor a webinar, you can do your own webinar and have that un uploaded. Um, you can be a headline sponsor. Um, lots of different ways that we can put packages together. Um, so yeah, essentially all the details um, of our team are on the website. So just head there, decorex.com. And like the physical trade shows, uh, is there like a big open for registration date or can uh, designers go on and register now if they're keen to attend and start booking meetings? You can register your interest now, but um, the platform's not live yet. Um, but it will be by the sort of mid to the end of September. But um, if you register your interest and even if you're, you know, you've been to Decorex before, you will receive an email from us um, telling you all about it. Um, and then about a month before the event, you'll then have access to the um, platform to then start making meetings and um, organising your days. Thank you so much, Sam. That's really good to, to have it talked through like that. No worries. Hope um, to see you all at Decorex Virtual. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks again. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll hear much more about it in the weeks and months to come. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Sam, for sharing the event organiser's perspective. Events and exhibitions are the lifeblood of the interior design space. We all need the new ideas, the connections and the creativity that they inspire. We wish you and your team every success for Decorex 2020. You can find the interior design business on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on-demand services everywhere. We're on Twitter at InDesignPod and on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod. This episode of the Interior Design Business is a Wildwood production.